I hope you're ready. Here comes some hot takes, some smack talk, and some absolute nonsense. It's season four. Welcome to the Joint Practices Podcast. With your host, Sean Lamont. I was waiting for woo, 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 caddy, woo. Steve Knox. No, but I'm going to tell Elijah to go masturbate with maple syrup tonight. Let me know how that goes for you. And Elijah Arnold. Here we go, kid. Time to shine. Clamor slammers. And that's no one. I'm going to tell you a worse story than that right now. <laughs> I literally poured milk onto my testicles. Yo! Welcome back to the Joint Practices Podcast. This is the podcast for fans by fans. That's fans like me. I'm your host, Sean Lamont, on Twitter, at 11thegoat. I am pumped as fuck tonight. We talking week one. We are here. It is football season, and you know what that means. It's the return for the fourth year in a row of the Pick'em. Raise your hand if you're ready to hear the Pick'em drop. Me too. But... It's pick'em season. Things are about to get crazy. So who else to join me other than the OG Olive Garden pimp, Mr. Super Sticky Steve Knox on the Twitter bird at the Knox says, Soup, welcome in. I believe it was the great uh, Jay-Z who once said, Welcome, it's here. True story, true story, and Soup... So happy to be talking to you. It feels like I haven't talked to you in quite a while. And a little peek behind the curtain, the very handsome voice you heard of Mr. Steve Knox and I last week sat down and recorded a podcast where we predicted the entire 2021 football season, including uh, coach of the year, MVP, everything down to the Super Bowl. And the old Zoom monster had to go and eat that podcast, so... Unfortunately, nobody will ever hear that because after about 15 minutes, my audio just disappeared for the whole entire podcast. Don't know what happened. Not happy about it. But what we're going to do tonight is just give you a quick overview of our season predictions, who we had winning the divisions, so on, so forth. And then we're going to get to the meat and potatoes because it is week one preview time. Talking about the Eagles at the Falcons. We're talking about the Vikings at the Bengals and anything that comes up in between. Soup, we're here at week one, baby. We made it. So happy football's back. I've been watching college football and games I don't even care about. I watched like Presbyterian College freaking play a game the other night. And I was just like, yeah, football, let's go. So did uh, Presbyterian score any touchdowns? A lot. Their quarterback <laughs> had like a record night. Ten touchdowns. And then the backup came in and threw one. Yeah. 84 to 43, I think, was the final score. It was insane. I watch Bishop Sycamore at this point. <laughs> I thought of something the other day, and uh, I didn't know if it would be appropriate to tweet it, but I'm going to put it out on the podcast or whatever. Do you think Manti Teo's girlfriend went to Bishop Sycamore? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> God. All right, let's get into this. Not a lot uh, news-wise that we need to get into here. Not much regarding either one of our teams, really. That's too crazy. So, Soup, unless you have anything, let's get these predictions on the record. Uh, I mean, for me, 
we got word today that Christian Derisaw is actually going to start practicing on Wednesday. So that's nice. Coming off a surgery to repair a core muscle injury. Probably not going to play week one if I had to guess. Um, but it's just nice after the surgery and everything to see, hey, he is going to be on the practice field where we went into last year with the Anthony Barr thing. Or not Anthony Barr, sorry. Um, the Neil Hunter thing, you know, where he's just got a minor injury that sidelines him for the year. So good to see that Darisaw will be out there practicing at least. And hopefully, you know, give him a couple weeks, get in there. It's always good when a rookie who your team is going to depend on finally gets on the practice field. You know, it's going to take a while for him to get up to speed, obviously. He is a whole summer behind, but hopefully that is a cornerstone for multiple, multiple years for you guys because, God dang, you need it. Yes, yes. All right, so I feel like we've done this before, but hey, it's prediction time. Now, we're not going to go as in-depth and as crazy as we did last week because I swear to God, it was like 75, 80 minutes of in-depth. This team's going to finish this. We literally went team by team, division by division, our predictions. So for tonight, for the sake of your sanity, the listener, we're going to go division by division, give our division winner, then our Super Bowl winner, Maybe a couple of awards if we feel like it. We'll see what we get to. So, Soup, where do you want to start off? Pick a division. Uh, the AFC North, which was the most interesting uh, division that I had. I did have the Cleveland Browns winning the division at 12-5, and five, but also have the Ravens and Steelers as playoff teams at, you guessed it, 12-5. and It's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. That's rough for the rest of the teams they play because that pretty much means they steamroll to everybody else. But for me, I also have the Cleveland Browns at 11 and 6 and the division winners. So I will go ahead and pop on the next one. And why don't we stay in the AFC and do the AFC South and put your nipples in my mouth mouth. I got the new the New England. Wow. Having trouble with words. The Indianapolis Colts, folks. The Carson Wentz-led Colts. They get vaccinated and go on a run. (laughs) I got them winning the division. 13-4. and If they can stay out of their own way, for Christ's sakes. I had uh, the Tennessee Titans winning the AFC South at uh, an astonishing 12-5 and record. (laughs) I had them at 13-4, and I think. Nope, I didn't. I had them at 11-6. and Titans still a good football team. Titans still a good football team. Steve, take it away. I also had your immaculate Colts at eight and nine, so not as high on them. (laughs) Uh, Carson went 70% of the snaps. Let's go. (laughs) We'll go to the AFC East. Um, I I don't think there's any argument here that the Buffalo Bills will win the AFC East, and I have them doing so with a 14 and three record. Now, on the Joint Practices podcast here, we do like to peek behind the curtain from time to time. We'll just let you know, Steve found this awesome website we use this year called playoffpredictor.com. I believe that was the website. And you basically, it gives you the week one slate of games. You pick who you think is going to win. You move on. We did this throughout the whole season. So by the time we got to the end of the year, I didn't realize the standings, like the teams I had repeatedly picked or not picked. 
I actually had two teams that didn't win games in the Detroit Lions and the Houston Texans. But this shocked me a little bit because in the AFC East, I had do have the Buffalo Bills winning, obviously. But I had them at 16 and one. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> See, I did the same thing because when I started picking, I think it was when I got to week three and I could see out of that corner of my eyes the the teams on the sides of the screen, like moving up and moving down. And I got self-conscious about it. So I took pieces of paper and put them over the edges <laughs> of my uh, iPad so that I couldn't see it. And uh, yeah, so I did have uh, New England Patriots 10 and 7 though, huh? Mm, how about that, Edot Spraya? Miss you, but guy. Missing the uh, missing the playoffs, rough. Mm. A little extra max sauce on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's round out the AFC with the West. This is another one that stunned me, is because I had the Los Angeles Chargers winning division at a stunning fifteen and two. Yeah. I once again want to revisit what was in that uh, earth-grown cabbage that you were <laughs> indulging in last week. Um, I, had, I had the Kansas City Chiefs winning the division, also 14-3, and three, number one overall seed in the AFC. But I did have your Los Angeles Chargers 10-7, uh, picking up that seven seed. Yeah, I will note that I did have the Chiefs making the playoffs. So moving on to the NFC soup. Get sticky on them. Uh, let's go with the NFC South. And put your nipples in my mouth, mouth. Got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back to back NFC South champions. 14 and three. <sighs> Guess who ain't sleeping on a couch tonight is this guy. I don't know why, but after what, and I know, I know you're not supposed to take too much stock in the preseason. But Jameis Winston and Sean Payton, just something about it has me feeling like this team is going to score a shit ton of points and win a shit ton of games. So I have them. Winning the division at 13 and 4, Jameis Winston's going to throw 5,000 yards. 1,500 of them to Marquez Callaway, and my fantasy team will love it. And 32 interceptions. Hey, that's all right. Of Saints 9 and 8. 9 and 8. All right, how about we go to the NFC West? I got the Arizona Cardinals as well, winning the division at 13 and 4. Which surprised me because I'm very, very, very bullish on Matt Stafford in the Rams, who I only had at eleven and six. Somehow, I had Matt Stafford in the Los Angeles Rams winning the division thirteen and four. Very competitive division. It Rams is thirteen and four. Seattle twelve and five. The Niners ten and seven. Arizona ten and seven. God, literally. Any of those teams. Could, I don't know. I feel like the Niners are going to take a big step back, but I just don't trust their quarterback situation yet until Trey Lance takes over and see if he succeeds. So where are we going? We're going to the East. Or we going to the North. Oh, if I'm picking, we're going with the North and I have the Green Bay Packers winning the division 11 and six. 
Minnesota stealing that seven seed at 10 and seven. Spoiler alert. All right. All right. I have the Green Bay Packers as well, dominating the NFC, the Aaron Rodgers revenge tour, farewell tour, whatever you want to call it. 15 and two and the one seed will take us to the NFC least. Save the worst for last. I did this on the playoff predictor, and I thought I was being very impartial until I got to the end and saw the Philadelphia Eagles as your division champions at 11-6. and six. That is the absolute ceiling for this team. I do All not the think they are Super Bowl contenders. I will root for them until my blood turns black and I decay into the earth. But listen, is it possible that Philadelphia wins 11 games? Absolutely. Look at their schedule. They do have a decent schedule. They play some pretty tough teams throughout the season, but they do have a lot of games that they should win, that they could win. So it's going to be a fun season. I'm actually excited, like, there's not like super high expectations like the first year Wentz was healthy after the Super Bowl. It's Nick Sirianni is an exciting coach. Jalen Hurts is an exciting player on the field. Can he be a franchise quarterback? All these questions, but still, I mean, I think we saw a little preview in the first preseason game against the Steelers. Like this offense is going to be kind of fun. So I'm excited to see what happens when the bullets actually start flying this week. Once again, we did this on the playoff predictor, um, just picking the games as you go week by week. And I don't know how, but I made the NFC East like the penultimate version of the NFC East. I had the Giants, the seller dwellers at five and 12, Dallas and Philadelphia, both eight and nine and the Washington football team winning division at nine and eight, like. You, you can't script it any better than that. That's exactly what's 100% how it's going to go. <laughs> like it might not be Washington that wins it, but you know that it's going to be that game or two over 500 that ends up winning the division. Those teams for whatever reason, I mean, a lot of these divisions are going to be competitive this year, but the NFC East, for whatever reason, they're just always just neck and neck with each other in every single game they play. And it's like, one of the teams plays bad and the other one's having a great season and they just play right down to their level. Like no matter what, you'll love to see it. Soup, what's your Super Bowl? I have uh, the defending AFC champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. And from the NFC. And my MVP of the season Matt Stafford leading the Rams into the Super Bowl just to lose to the Chiefs. Well, Steve, I followed a similar model because the MVP of the league for me is also on a Super Bowl team, and that is a Aaron Rodgers from Cal playing for the Green Bay Packers for one final time. I have Green Bay facing the Kansas City Chiefs. I have Green Bay winning the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers turning that Super Bowl trophy sideways, shining that some bitch up real nice and giving it to Brian Gutenkust in a not so pleasant manner. Saying, here's your trophy. Trade me to Denver. Ah, the old 
Peyton Manning wrote. I see. That's yep. where you're at. Yep. All right, Soup. Did you have a coach of the year? Uh, I, th- I think I did have a coach of the year. Um, I can't remember who it was. It's the only thing I haven't written down. Um, but well, Jesus, I tell you what, if, uh, if the Rams make it to the Super Bowl after the season they had last year, then why not? Why not give it to the old kid? Sean McVay guy. Hey, I got the coach of the year. If the charges are going 15 and two, I'm pretty sure Brandon Staley's got to be the coach of the year. So <laughs> without a doubt, <laughs> rookie head coach going 15 and two. All right. Sign me up. Probably something I should have taken into account when I did my picks every week, but you know, whatever. I'm riding the Justin Herbert hype train. Give me some Keenan Allen. Give me some Austin Eckler. Let's do this. All right. Uh, did you have a defensive play of the year? Because mine's TJ Watt again. Uh, mine was Nick Bosa these nuts. Nick Bosa these nuts. All right. All right. Hey, we're about to get into a week one preview. The real shit's about to go down. But there's a there's a big thing that is still going on. It went on all last year, and obviously that's the COVID-19 pandemic. A big rule change this year is that the NFL is not rescheduling games. So if a team comes down with an outbreak and cannot play, that team will forfeit. We've talked about this before. That forfeit will not count as a loss in the draft rankings, but it will cost know the team a loss in the season rankings steve my question is to you what is the first team in the nf in the nfl words are hard to forfeit a game this year uh right on brand the minnesota vikings i was going to pick the vikings if you didn't so i'm glad you did uh i I think it's vaccinated team as far as i know still in the league so (laughs) who you know who better to be the problem child for the nfl than than the minnesota vikings you know what's wild is remember last year at the very beginning of the year it was the titans first team and then they had the same shit happen in the offseason this year same friggin' shit same team i'm like did you guys not learn Uh, even old uh anti-vax boy uh what's his nuts in buffalo beasley the bonehead yeah and now we got Zach Martin for the Cowboys, who's going to miss the opener on Thursday. So. Mm, and Zach's got a uh, Dak's got a bum shoulder coming off that ankle. That's not good news for the Cowboys. Go Bucks! All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Soup. I am so stoked. It has been a long off season. I am ready to watch actual football that matters. I cannot tell you how many times I've watched the same three preseason games over and over. Let's get to the week one pick'em. Both of our teams playing at one o'clock on Sunday, which is excellent. The Eagles will start the season on the road against the Atlanta Falcons. This is uh, a battle that's happened quite a bit over the last few years, multiple times in playoff settings. Playoffs. I believe the year after the Super Bowl, they played them in was it week one again? Let's do this. Bringing in Matty, going to face Matty Ice, the old man now in Atlanta. This is a battle of two rookie head coaches. This is Nick Sirianni's first game, Arthur Smith's first game as head coaches. Should be interesting. For me, this game is going to come down to the old bull versus the young calf. And somebody's just going to have to grab him by the wiener. 
is Matt Ryan versus Jalen Hurts. And who is going to be the more successful quarterback in this game? It's literally what it's going to come down to. Can Hurts execute? Can Matt Ryan execute? I'm pretty... For me, the defenses are... They're pretty equal as what they can do, what they threaten, you know, what they can accomplish. I believe the Eagles might have a little bit of an edge with Miles Sanders over Mike Davis. I mean, you can throw it up. You could even say that the the Falcons maybe have a little bit of an edge at wide receiver because Calvin Ridley is more of an established presence. But they did lose Julio. What are you going to get out of Devontae Smith in his first game? Jalen Rager's second season. Will he step up and change you know, the way he plays? Zach Ertz is a freaking Philadelphia Eagles still, ladies and gentlemen, and he's going to be all year. Dallas Goddard made some comment about he thought he'd have a contract extension by now, but the team went a different way, which is confusing as fuck. But we'll, we're just going to let that ride. This is going to be a fun game, I think. I don't think this is going to be 50 to nothing, 45 to nothing, you know, either way. I think this is going to be a good game. Maybe a late turnover makes the score a little bit stretchier than it should be. But I'm I'm pumped for this game. I think this is a perfect week one matchup for the Eagles. Yeah, and I think this is going to be the uh, start of one magical season for a young man named Kyle Pitts. Mm. I do believe, and I'll put it on the record here before the season begins, Kyle Pitts will be the First tight end to receive 1,000 yards in his rookie season since Mike Ditka. That's how long it's been. Jesus. But I think he's going to be that special kind of player. They're going to need him to be, too. A security blanket for uh, Matt Ryan. And I think he's going to have to look to him often. And I, I just don't think Matt Ryan really has it anymore. Ever since the Super Bowl, he was damaged physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, like it's a, yeah, he's going to, he's going to rely on Kyle Pitts a lot. And I think uh, he'll bail him out some big situations, but uh, look forward to him having a good career or or a good start to his career. And we'll see who his quarterback is next year. True. And, you know, if you're not, you know, if you're a casual NFL fan, if you just watch the game, you play fantasy football with your buds, you're not real familiar with Kyle Pitts, do not be swayed by the letters T-E beside his name. This is not a normal tight end. This guy runs like a running back. He catches like a wide receiver. He's shifty. He's fast. I mean, if you listen to us pre-draft, I would have run over an army of cats for this guy to be a Philadelphia Eagle. He is that special. So it'll be a good test for the defense, as will Devontae Smith be a good test for the Atlanta defense. And we will get to the pick shortly, but I am <clears throat> I'm very interested to see how this one plays out. It's going to be good. You know what else is going to be good? The Vikings, week one opener. They're going to travel to Cincinnati, take on... Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Joe, Joe Burrow. And this, for me, is a, a test of a revamped defense versus a guy coming off a major knee injury and now throwing to his former teammate, Jamar Chase, uh, now in the NFL. So uh, it's going to be 
for all accounts should be a pretty good test for the defense. Um, I mean, we don't know, you know, how Joe's going to bounce back from that injury, but they have some weapons there in Cincinnati and the secondary was a huge problem for the Vikings last year. Can they shut down the likes of T Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Jamar chase? I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. Joe Mixon. Yep. And to the same effect, you know, other side of the ball, it's, you know, what is their offense going to look like now with, with young Kubiak taking over the play calling? Um, You wouldn't imagine it varies much from, from his dad's, but remains to be seen. The Vikings offensive line and uh, Kirk Cousins had like six series all preseason. That's not a lot of time playing together in at game speed. Again, Darisaw's out. You got Rashad Hill's going to be playing left tackle. Could be an issue. He could be great. Could be really bad. Like <laughs> that's pretty much where we're at at this point. So, it, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a big game of what ifs, and um, it's the start of you know the first four games for the Vikings. They really need to get through at least two and two to remain you know, relevant because not a, not a tremendously uh, easy schedule down the stretch here. So yeah, if you don't get through those two weeks and really starting off all in one is a terrible thing for your playoff chances. Um, yeah. Very important game. Need to come out with a win. I'm just looking for the team to look solid. Just no sloppy play. No, you know, yep. dumb mistakes. Just execute. Yeah, exactly. As uh, Brian Kelly would say. Um, <laughs> just execute them. <laughs> just, yeah, looking for a good football game here. And, you know, if it's, if you play well and just happen to get beat by a better team that week, then so be it. But, yeah, hoping, praying for a win. Praying for a win for the Vikings. Yeah, baby. Uh I think the Bengals would be way more of a threat to the Vikings if they had literally done anything to upgrade their offensive line. Like, that is the reason Joe Burrow got hurt, because their line was so bad. And Why hasn't Kirk Cousins gotten hurt yet? <sighs> Jesus Christ. He should have. <laughs> Come on now. Come on. No, but for real, like, I love the receiver core of T Higgins, Tyler Boyd and Jamar chase with Mixon in the backfield. I mean, that's a hell of a stable, but you know, is 90% of their offense going to be quick hitters and stuff behind the line of scrimmage? Because, you know, they're going to take their deep shots and they're going to try it. But if the Vikings can get like continuous pressure, especially with, you know, just four guys coming, they're going to have their way with that Bengals offense. Cause that offensive line is made out of Sean's and Steve's. I mean, it's true, though, because the pressure on the quarterback was a huge problem for the Vikings defense last year as well. I mean, you marry that with a bad pass rush with a not-so-great secondary, just it's disaster waiting to happen. Daniel Hunter's back, so you're looking for some positive pressure off the uh, edge because Yannick Ngakwe still leads the team in sacks. Um, he hasn't been here since, what, week <laughs> six of last year. So that's, that's a great number, but... I mean, you also, you know, in the interior of the defensive line, Michael Pierce, Dalvin Tomlinson now. So 
you know, you you think you're going to get some push there. So it's very important that they do get in Burrow's face a lot, you know, very often. Make him uneasy. You know, don't want to hurt the guy again, but you got to keep that in the back of his head where he's like, um, yeah, I don't want to do this again. I don't, I don't want to be stretchered off one more time. No kidding. Should be a good matchup. There's there's quite a few good matchups in. I don't remember if it was you I was talking to or somebody at work, but uh, I joined a survivor pool. Yeah, it was you. Uh, locked yeah, Luke on Braun. Yeah. Luke Braun, well, Locked on Vikings, is hosting a survivor pool for this year. And I went in and I was looking at the week one games. And normally there's, you know, two, three, four games out where you're like, you know, these are pretty safe picks. I found one game for week one that I felt like was a safe pick, and I picked the Rams to defeat the Bears. Almost all the rest of the games, you know, they literally could go either way. It's it's a crazy week one. And right now, Soup, I think it's time that we get to the pick'em. Hey, pick'em, that's the name of the game. Snatching winners every week like a turnover chain. Uh, picking spreads over under long shots. Ha! You know we got it cause our bank rolls on top. God, it feels good to say that again. We are back with the pick'em. And this year, for the pick'em, just me and Soup right now. So we're going to go old school. We're bringing back the Madden simulations brought to us on the YouTubes by SG1 Sports. So we're going to do the Eagles. We're going to do the Vikings. And then each week, Steve and I are going to pick our own little games of the week. So expect a whole lot of pandering to Sean's wife. <laughs> it happens, guys. Get over it. All right. So not going to do the full slate like we did last year. Not going to do a secondary show at this point. Not really necessary. So we're just going to get into it. Soup. You want to start? Where do you want to start? You got anything on the board? Uh, we'll start right with the Vikings then. Um, I do believe the Vikings are going to win week one. I'll take the Vikings over the Bengals. 27 to 20. You got soup. Look up at the camera right now. Can you see what I wrote down on that paper right there? <laughs> yeah. I wrote down Vikings 27 to 20. That's unreal. <laughs> I'm not going to change it just to change it. I, I wrote it down. That's where my heart was. That's insane. Well, it's really funny because you put in the Madden. Uh, well, I mean, we can talk about the Madden score for the Vikings game because SG1 Sports Simulation has the Bengals beating the Vikings 27-24. But when you typed in the Madden score for the Eagles-Falcons game, and it said 30-17, to what popped into my head was the Sean Lamont special. And then when you just showed me that piece of paper, I was like, son of a bitch, now i got to change my score. So now I have the same score. Well, I'll hop into it. The Eagles going to Atlanta. Atlanta is a three-and-a-half-point favorite over under 48. Hey, until it burns me, I'm rolling with the birds. I have the, you know, week one bird fever right now. I feel like we could go 17-0, whatever. I'm going to ride with the birds, and I'm hitting them with the Sugar Man special. We're going 31-17. We are going to start this season off on fire. Let's fucking go. 
I will also take the Eagles. Um, let's take them in a barn burner. Field goal to win the game. 17-16, Eagles. And I don't know if you said the SG1 Sports Madden simulation score, but they also have the Eagles winning 30-17. So we will get to the pandering to Sean's wife game of the week. This is my game of the week. And it was actually one of two games of the week I wanted to pick. And I just decided to go with this one because it's the Packers at the Saints. This is a possible postseason matchup. This is two juggernauts going at it week one. No more Drew Brees, so that's a little iffy. But Green Bay, going to win the Super Bowl. They're going to win week one. I got the Packers winning, and it's going to be a high-scoring affair of 34-28. to 28. Give me the Packers, 24-6. to 24-6. to six. I need Marquez Callaway to have way more touchdowns than that, Steve, so if you just want to make that like 16. He's got 261 yards and never catches a touchdown. All right, I'm good. We're good. Let's roll with it. SG1 Sports Madden Simulation on the YouTubes has the Saints winning in a disgusting 18 to 16 game that is a ridiculous score and probably will happen i don't know if you guys were with us was it two seasons ago yeah, when we did the was. sg1 simulations basically we went on youtube and typed in madden simulations sg1 sports always comes up first so we're rocking with them again this year their score predictions were disgustingly close all the time like they even hit a few of them so it's wild and well, they do have some wild ones too, though. Every once in a while. Every once in a while, yeah, they do. The one where you're like, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> well, let's uh, get wild right now, Soup. What's your game of the week? My game of the week. Everybody is so high on this team to be a Super Bowl contender this year, and I've actually heard people pick them to go to the Super Bowl. That's the Cleveland Browns. They're taking on my Super Bowl pick, the Kansas City Chiefs. Should be a hell of a test for both teams if these teams play the way everybody thinks they should. But I do still think that the Chiefs will prevail. Uh, and I'll take them uh, 32 to 27. It's an over-under of 53. I believe that's the highest of the week. Hmm. I have the Chefs winning as well. Looks good, but who are the chefs? Chiefs are a six-point favorite at home. The, you just said it, over under 53. I think they're going to hit 53. I got the Chiefs winning 30-23. to 23. Let's have a two-minute drive from Patrick Mahomes to seal this thing and just light the, light the NFL on fire with some exciting games week one. The Madden simulation, on the other hand, from SG1 Sports, has the Browns dominating the Chiefs to the tune of 34 to 17. By God. What a shock it would be to start the season that way. Just everybody's so high on the Chiefs, and then boom, here come the Browns. Watch out. Man, it's going to be an exciting week one. There are a ton of great games to watch. So I hope you join us next week. We'll talk about the week one results. We'll preview week two. It's the return of studs and duds. Oh it's boy. all time, baby. It's all <laughs> time for studs and duds. Real soon. Real soon, guys. Stay tuned. 
that we'll preview week two and the week two pick them will follow as well. Steve, you got any final thoughts tonight? Enjoy. We've waited a long time for this and uh, I'm so excited to get out of work early on Thursday and come home and sit down and watch a football game. That's actually meaningful in the NFL. Amen to that. Just to tie that into my final thought. I can't wait to watch football. Football is my happy place. It is something that I look forward to that I can actually relax while watching. It's good for my mental health and I hope everyone listening does something for themselves, for their own mental health. Self-care is real. Mental health is real. You know, do something nice for yourself. You all deserve it. Everyone deserves to be happy in some way. The world sucks right now. It really fucking sucks. It's really tearing us all down, and we're all just trying to find our way through each day. So I know Steve would say the same thing, but if anybody that listens to this podcast struggling or anything and needs someone to talk to, to reach out, we're always here. We will gladly talk to anybody about anything, including football. So hit us up. You can hit me up at 11 the goat. Steve's at the knock says hit up the, uh, the podcast at joint practices. Elijah's not with us tonight, but you can hit him up. Elijah, the Wote. hit us up or just tweet at us with the hashtag football is back. Tell us you're excited. Give us your picks. We'd love to hear them. We'd also like to have you on our show. So, we can set that up too. You gonna give them the email address? Joint practices pod at gmail.com. There you go. Easy game. Hey, come on. We'll have an episode about whoever you are a fan of. Doesn't matter. Who do you like? You like the Bengals? You like the Browns? You like the Dolphins? You a Bishop Sycamore fan? <laughs> come on. We'll talk about them. And wherever you're listening, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, tune in. Go ahead, subscribe, rate, review, share it with your friends. And we'll see you back here for uh, our assessment of week one and our overreaction of how awful our season's going to go. <laughs> We're either going to be 17-0 and 0 or 0-17. There's no way in between. That rhymed. Fly goes fly, baby. Skull Vikings. We out. That's that first stop. I'll let you say that guy's name because you like to say Move Hill. Granny Larson, I'm sure she'd love to hear it, so yeah, she'll love all the swear words and dank jokes. It'll be great. Joint, 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 joint,